Hey listeners, Kyle here. I just wanted to say thank you all so much for coming along on this wild ride that was the first arc of the Facades of Gods. This episode will mark the epilogue, and then Fog will be taking a break over the winter. Families to be with, finals to procrastinate, food to eat, you get the gist. We will, however, be releasing a non-denominational holiday episode in mid-December. Keep an eye out on the No Show Radio Twitter for release dates and more. Now, without further ado, our epilogue. even tell. I think that red light means it's running. Okay. Okay. Um. Shit. What do I say? Say something. Anything. Start with what keeps you up at night. Remember that little poem you wrote a while back? Start with that. What? No. Fuck no. Fuck. No. You never know. It could help you open up the floodgate. B let you borrow this thing for a reason. Shit. Fuck that. I'll start with the beginning of the shift and go from there. There I am, running through my office, trying to find anything with enough of an alcohol content to draw the sharp, harsh clarity of this place out of focus for a sweet few moments. Then, about five feet, eight inches of raw disaster stormed through my office door and made me an offer I had only dreamed of finding when I hit the bottom of the glass. We went down to the elsewhere to see what that snake of a club owner could do for us. When we got there, though, the place looked like we stepped into a fungus-themed Gallagher show. Of course, nothing is ever simple with the goat. And, in order to get what we needed, the goat acquired some quid pro quo. A trip down to the demon's den and a few uncomfortable conversations later and we got the name of the goat source or rather where to find them we knew it was a setup could it not be we had to go anyway damn that Remington for cutting me out why even hire me if I was to be kept in the dark but whatever it gave me a minute to catch up with Sam, to see if I could rope her into giving us a hand. Or, rather, a grenade. <laughs> Seems like during the call, B lost our girl. Then, as though our girl was the unstable base in a house of cards, once she was gone, it all came crashing down on our fucking heads. Something I didn't expect, though. An inheritance 
I never would have guessed came from B. The snapping of bones as their bodies flew down the hall was as sickening as I'd ever seen. I didn't bring it up then, but now that I'm thinking about it, I have to ask myself, who the fuck am I in bed with? Getting scared? Apprehensive would be a better way to put it. This lady comes out of nowhere, making big promises, and then shows some fucking powerful shit that I've only ever seen Demi's wield. And, if that weren't enough, we're on way too many major players' radars. Fair point. Anyway, we left the pillar and made our way to the towering inferno in the distance. Another of B's hunches. She had been wrong so far, so we made our way there, and that's when I had to pull over. The Legion was swarming towards our target, and I was in no mood to have to explain what we were up to. B and I argued for a solid 15 minutes when, by some designed circumstance, Audrey fucking nurse collided her bike with my ride. She was shaking. This once calm and collected punk was now a teenage puddle in my backseat. We saved her. Saved her the way I would like to be saved. She got out, and I'm guessing we're going to feel the full burnt of the fallout. She mentioned getting tickets when we ran into her on our way over to her place. What does she mean by that? I'll have to ask B. Maybe she's got a better idea. We pressed her for an explanation, but she was ever more stubborn than she led on when we first met her. We were able to definitively learn one thing, though. Audrey was making the blight. From the lab in the safe house to the sheer circumstance of it all, and the added benefit of one of B's hunches, we got her to admit what role she played in all this. Something still didn't make sense, though. Who was trying to protect this girl who also wanted her out of the city? The families would want her down here, where they could control her. Old goat, maybe? No. If she's the one making the blight, the goat wouldn't risk having it cross over the rails for every shipment. Best guess? There's some third party that has a vested interest in getting her, and whoever those other tickets were for, out of the picture. I took B home. She said she needed to gather her thoughts and start writing. I didn't object. Not sure if I was that transparent, but I guess she could tell that I felt the need to do something similar. I suppose that's why she gave me this recorder. Saying it out loud like this does give a certain clarity. I need to ask if I can borrow this a while longer. See? That wasn't so bad. Now let's go for a walk. After hours of sitting here, 
I think we deserve to stretch our legs. Hmm? Are you going to behave? No. Do I have a choice? What do you think? Thank you for joining us. Again, you can catch us on Twitter at The Fog Pod, or you can go to our website at noshowradio.com. This episode was written, directed, and edited by me, Kyle. You can find me on Twitter at Lord Kyle K. The part of B. Remington was played by Falcon Heavy. What's up, everybody? This has been Falcon Heavy. You can reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at HelloFalcon. And Ian Thompson was played by Bam Bam. You can find me, Bam Bam, on Twitter at HotBam with three M's. Oh, one more thing. We still have that survey that I would be thrilled if you all took a couple minutes to fill out. The link for it will be in the show notes. Please, tell us what you thought and what we can improve on. Till next time, catch you later. This has been a No Show Radio production.